I have uh, three daughters. Okay, okay. And um, I believe fatherhood is uh, probably the second best job I've ever had. Woo! Second best job. Being a husband is number one. Stay fly. Stay You're listening to the Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. We're going to talk to some great fathers about four challenges they've had as fathers and four triumphs they've had as fathers. And today we have with us financial wizard, Mr. Money Banks, the man with the plan, the man with the financial plan. (laughs) Served his time in the military. Thanks for your service, good brother. Ladies and gentlemen, a uh, strong man of God. All right. Mr. My mentor, my mentor, Mr. John Epting. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Get it, boys. Let's get it. All right, Thank J.E. You. in the house. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, a little nervous here. <laughs> hey, look, man. I, I really look up to this dude, Polo. I really look up to this dude. Um, been in his midst for years, man. And uh, every time I'm around him, I learn something. So let's get right into it, man. John, why? Uh, you know that I came to talk to you today about fatherhood and four challenges that you've experienced and four triumphs you've experienced. Tell us about your fatherhood experience, man. Uh, how many children have you fathered? Uh, well, <laughs> of my own. Yes. Um, of my own, I have uh, three daughters. Okay, okay. And um, I believe fatherhood is uh, probably the second best job I've ever had. Woo! Second best job. Being a husband is number one. I say. Okay, yeah. okay. Um... So three daughters, what are the ages? Well, I have a, a 20-year-old. Okay, okay. Uh, she's in college now. I have a 9-year-old that we get to homeschool, hmm. uh, thanks to God's grace. And also we have a 5-year-old who's no longer with us. She's in heaven now. But wow, uh, I had the challenge. opportunity to father her for five years. So That's a blessing. All right, oh, all right. Great blessing. All right, so in talking, you said, you said that... Uh, Challenges, you know, one of the challenges that you face as a father, and that we all face as fathers, is um, being true to our word. Yeah, uh, um, you also mentioned that placing priorities is a challenge, mm-hmm. um, being an example is a challenge, mm-hmm. and combating the culture is a challenge. Why don't we start with combating the culture? All right, <laughs> I know you somehow I knew you were going to start with that one. <laughs> the most all right, controversial so, part. Yes, sir. Let's go okay. with it. Go no with problem. It. Well, and. Uh, we live in a we live in a world today that that people most people do say one thing do another. Uh, we say we have moral fiber, but we do not. Uh, you could tell by their actions, and I have to I can't take all the credit really for uh, for how I've been able to overcome that challenge as a father. First of all, I've, um, I gave my life to Christ in two thousand one. Uh, and actually, 2001 ended up being one of the best years of my life, probably the second best year of my life. Uh, sure. uh, I sure. I got involved in financial services. I, I married my beautiful wife, Yabby, and I gave my life to Christ. So uh, I, I, I think I had a, you know, my goodness, I, I, I knocked it out of the park in 2001. <laughs> and through uh, my relationship with Christ and me, now, let me back up a little bit. I grew up, I'm the oldest of nine children. And you grew up in Chi-Town, right? Uh, most, most uh, first 16 years of my life in Chicago. And then uh, we moved to North Platte, Nebraska. Uh, yes, there's black people in Nebraska. Uh, I, I, just in that case was the you, question. I know. That was the question. Let me go ahead and clear it. Uh, but my parents uh, raised uh, nine incredible children. Nine. Uh, 
Nine. Yeah. Uh, actually, eight while I was in the house, and after I left, they decided to have another one. Uh, so, which is interesting, but uh, I'm, I'm a huge fans of my brothers and sisters. So one of the things that were probably uh, is the best things that one of the best things that happened in our family is one we had two God fearing parents who were searching early in their in their marriage, trying to figure out, you know, the truth. Okay. okay. And then uh, and then them moving us out of the inner city. That was probably that probably helped us a great deal. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, because I look at my brothers and sisters now, they're just incredible people. They're they're the type of people who you want to be around, and uh, when you're around them, they challenge you. Like when you're around them, you you think to yourself, "Man, I gotta up my game. <laughs> Man, I need to be better." So is that where the challenging the culture bent comes from? That experience it, it comes from that from that experience because our parents uh, didn't really shelter us. But they educated us through the process. Okay. So as things came up, we were, you know, we they, they sat us down and had some really real conversations. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but you, I grew up, I was born in 71. So you're talking about a guy who grew up in 70s and 80s. Well, the 90s, the 2000s, and 2010 on, a bit different. It really is. True, bit different. True, true, Let true. me ask you a question, man. We're talking about overcoming the culture. Mm-hmm. You sound like a very articulate gentleman. <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. How how do you counteract? Because you know it's not cool to talk right in in, in our genre, my age bracket, mm-hmm. and younger. Okay. How do you pass that off to, to your children and for, for other young men? Well, it's um, cool to be articulate. You know, I had a, I, my mom is this superhero of mine. And uh, not that dad isn't, he, he is too. But I, I believe both of my parents are superhero. First of all, how you raise nine kids on one income? Applause, you know, but. Figure that out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I think of me speaking correctly, first of all, you coming in on the middle of the movie. I didn't always speak And I know how to revert back too If I need to It depends on where I am What am I doing But I've had great mentors in my life And uh, and most people are looking for somebody To grab them and mentor them When the facts are You have to seek out mentors If you want to learn something you don't. The library doesn't come to you You got to go to the library So I sought out certain men That I watched before I sought them out uh, and y- you can tell somebody's a good father not by what they say, but the result. So you look at the children, mm-hmm. and you look at how they operate, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and especially when they're consistent. In other words, they're the same at church, the grocery store, and at home mm-hmm. with that child. You might be on to something here. Mm-hmm. So I have some men like that in my life who've, who've mentored me over a number of years. And uh, and sometimes when they were mentoring someone else, I picked up on what they were saying. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it tells me I was in the room for a reason. Right. Uh, I, I can name some people. Uh, Deacon Don McWerther, uh, uh, Carlton McLeod, Dennis Meeks. Um, There's numerous, numerous got Daryl Moore, uh, Derek Collier, Joey Colasito, Bob Lanya. Uh, of course, my dad. Uh, I can name. I could keep going as far as men who've inspired me as fathers. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to speaking properly, one of my mentors, right? His name is Mickey Wynn. He taught me years ago. You'll never out earn your image. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You'll never out earn your image. So it depends on the 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 area of expertise you're trying to operate in. 
will tell you how you should talk or whatever. I believe you should speak proper. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, of course, I'm not even speaking proper, but, <laughs> but I do my best. And that came from me becoming a voracious reader. I, I, I hate reading. Mm. Let me, because you got audience members who hate reading like me. Yeah, okay. I hate reading with a passion, hmm. but I love the man I become from the reading. Ooh. Ooh. So I do it anyway. And is that how? Is that one of the ways you challenge the culture by mentoring and by forcing ourselves to do things that improve ourselves? Absolutely. Um, I don't. Success is uncommon. Uh, uh, matter of fact, um, Tony Dungy wrote this in his book, uh, "Great Man of God." Uh, he said he wrote this in his book. He said success is uncommon, therefore it shouldn't be enjoyed by the common man. Whew. You have to you have to step outside yourself and be something bigger than you if you want to be big. Mm. So you know sometimes we think too small. Mm, I say, I say. You know. All right, now you mentioned that countering the the, the culture yes. uh, was one of the big things, and that's yeah. what I really enjoyed. Mm. But you also said being consistent. <laughs> Being consistent, why is that uh, a challenge as a father? Or how has well, it been a challenge as a father for you? Let me give you... <laughs> I used to be this tough guy. Okay. Uh, some people thought I was. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and, and growing up, I thought I wanted boys, but I understand why God gave me girls. Hmm. He needed to soften me. He needed, he needed me in a different position, especially for the call he had on me and the things I get to do in the community, the people I have to associate myself with. So... I have these girls now and being consistent. Let me just talk about a small one. My nine year old, we we are Starbucks and skinny dip fans. (laughs) Okay, being consistent. I kind of have a rule that she can't have a Starbucks anything after 4 p.m. But she's gorgeous and she's my princess. And if we drive by Starbucks and it's 425, it's a struggle to say no. Mm. That's being consistent in a small sense. Mm. But being consistent in another sense is reading the word with her consistently. So it's not a once in a lifetime thing. It's a consistent thing. She's a, she expects it. Opening her door for her. Carrying her bags. I'm just talking about my daughters. Right, 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 right. right, right I right. do it for my wife as well. But, <laughs> but, it, but you know, I'm, I am a man. I am a human. Sometimes I don't want to open that door. I don't want to walk all the way over there. I'm just being honest, if, yeah, you know, right. if I can. Yeah, please. You know, sometimes yeah, some, sometime I, I want to, you know, uh, sit back and watch a show or something, right? But in being a father, what I understood, what I understand now, probably more than I ever have, is my children really aren't mine. Mm-hmm. They're God's. I'm merely a steward of them. Mm. I'll give you an example. I have an iPad in my car now, right? Or I, I give you my note three sitting on my hip here and I let you hold it for a month and because it's your because it's mine I got a funny feeling you'll kind of take care of it you'll you'll make sure it doesn't get broken you won't let it fall on the floor or anything like that okay right 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 okay when I come back to get it you can't be upset can you Ooh. Ooh. I'm speaking in reference to the loss of my daughter a lot of people got shocked uh, 2012, March 30th, the Lord decided that it was time for her to come home. I said home because this isn't her home. Right, right. That's right. her home, and I was just a steward of her. That's heavy, brother. That, that, so that's I heavy. couldn't be upset when he took his child back. You couldn't be upset. No, you didn't. 
man. I, now, you coming in on the middle of the movie. I had to mature. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see why he's my mentor, right? I see, man. It, it, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness, man. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, I get That's Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? Nah. That's education, my brother. ASAP Rocky, right? <laughs> you guys. All right, all right, all right, all right. So back, back to John. Um, yeah. That, that's a that's that's. Whew. All right. So tell me the beginning of the movie. If that's the the middle of the movie. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I had my first child in 1994. We don't have the greatest relationship. She's uh, now 20 years old. She's at Virginia Union. Um. My first seven years in the Navy, when I had her, I was out to sea a lot. I was gone a lot. And we, we didn't know each other. Okay. And, and through the, the divorce of my first divorce, uh, first and last divorce, through my first oh, marriage, uh, things did not, you know, didn't pan out right. And, you, you know, there's some challenges in that. I take full responsibility for that because I understand that uh, first rule of leadership, everything is your fault. <laughs> and you can't change anything you don't take responsibility for. Okay. If you don't take responsibility for it, then it's still in somebody else's hands and technically mm. you're still a slave. And too many people died for me to be free, so I decided I'm going to be free. I say, I say. So through that relationship, things did not, you know, pan out as, as well. But also, John was not walking with Christ. And um, I'm probably going to offend some of your listeners here. No, uh, no, no, no. But I'm going to no, go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and say what I got to say cuz you invited me. I All didn't right. call you. All right. Uh a real man loves God. Yes. Until then, you're a boy. Mm. You're just perpetrating a fraud. Yes. Mm. So, in, in in 2001, when I gave my life to Christ, I looked back at all the things I did wrong as a father by not leading her and not leading my ex-wife at that time. And John needed to man up. Mm. And then I got hooked up with some... Uh, Great teaching, as I said, great men of God who used to say stuff just off the cuff. Uh, I have a friend of mine and his brother-in-law, Deacon Don McWorther. Uh, he would say stuff to his brother-in-law, and I just happened to be in the room and I would catch it. Hmm. And I'll give you a couple of them. He used to say stuff like, if my daughter came home with a man just like me, would I be pleased with the outcome? <laughs> if my son grew up to be just like me, would I be pleased with the outcome? My son, right? Right? So he said, if the answer's no, right. then I got to change me. Right. Because I'm the only person I can change. Hmm. So, and, and if you think about it, as I have a daughters. Right, right. My right. daughters are going to subconsciously look for a man like me. They don't even know they're doing it because I'm the only example they know of a man. Exactly. Exactly. So good or bad, they're gonna look for a man like me. Right. That's a scary deal, man. The, bro the brother mentioned uh, about possibly offending, you know, our listeners. Uh, one thing about fatherhood that you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned it, is is you know exposing the children to God. And what I find out is that a lot of gentlemen and women, I, my age and younger, okay, mm -hmm. they want that relationship with God. They believe that it's possible. But they don't have any examples of strong leadership, whether it be from a pastor or from a father. Mm -hmm. And it makes them not trust in something that you got to have faith in. Think about it. If I don't even have you right here in front of me, mm -hmm. how can you expect me to believe in something that you ask me I can't see? I hear you. Feel you. what I'm saying? And, and on behalf of... Great fathers everywhere. I I apologize. All right. <laughs> Whoa, um, yo, that's deep. That we'll, uh, that's deep. That's deep. I, I promise you, I'm I'm making 
I'm making some changes to make okay. make that more available to more people. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I say, um, I say. And I'm going to just start with me. That's okay, what we gotta okay, do. okay, okay. So one person at a time. Right, so it's, we, a lot, it's this thing that most people think uh, one person can't make a difference. And that's totally false. I agree. I'll make a difference for that one. I agree. True, true. Okay. Um, well, we talked about, we actually talked about three of the challenges. <laughs> we talked about staying on point. We talked about... Um, Challenging the culture. Yeah. Uh, the sneak attack is you talked about how to handle the the uh, the ancestorship of one of your daughters. One of your one of you know being a stupid. Woo! I can't even. I can't. It's just so heavy on my heart. Um, what are some of the things you're proud of? Let's round up with some of the things that you're really proud of as a father, John. Um, I'm proud that I have the men in my life that challenge me to be a better father. Hmm. I'm, I'm proud that. Um, I'm proud that I submit myself to accountability, that these men can ask me anything in reference to my fatherhood, my marriage, my money, and I will answer them truthfully because I know they love me and they're looking to see me do better. Hmm. See, your mentor, your friends love you for who you are. Your mentor love you too much to leave you the way you are. <laughs> so these men, he I'm, got a I'm bomb so, sound. He man, just dropped the bomb. He got all. He got Give him a bomb. All the, all the, uh, <laughs> Jews, the one liners, man. Motivated over here. Keep going with John. I feel well, like conquering the world now, bro. Uh, <laughs> and you can, I you should. can, and and your ancestry should be able to do so after you. Um, I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that um, I am involved. You know, um, I'm a big sports guy. I used to play basketball. I was a point guard. And, um, you know, years ago when I when I became a Christian, I, I actually it was even before I became a Christian, uh, something dawned on me after a Lakers game. Now, I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm originally from Chicago, so I don't, I don't really have a choice. That's the boo button? Yeah. yeah. It, right. it could be All a right. boo. I understand. <laughs> uh, but like, but right. here, here's the deal. I, I realized one day. And this goes back to those priorities. Okay. Guys, you can't watch sports all the time when you're trying to raise children. Hmm. I'm not, I no longer watch sports. I can't tell you who played for who. Back in the day, I could tell you everybody's stats. I could tell you what they ate for breakfast on Thursday. <laughs> but today, I realized two things. One... The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his, his children's children. children. So if I'm going to do that, that's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. Second thing I learned is my time is currency. Mm. So you better ask yourself how you spending it. <laughs> All right. There's a movie out by in just with Justin Timberlake. It was actually on today. I saw it in passing called In Time. And these people, they you literally bought a cup of coffee with a couple of hours or something like that. Right? Can you imagine what your life would be like and how you would operate if time was the currency? You wouldn't procrastinate as much, huh? So, so I don't watch much sports anymore. If I'm not building my business or mentoring someone or sitting down going over the word of God with a young man whose wife just left him and cheated on him and, and I'm trying to get him to see that, hey, you know, you can get through this. Right, 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 right. If I'm not sitting down doing those things, I'm with my wife and I'm with my daughter. Real quick, you mentioned you're yeah. from Chicago, man. We mm -hmm. know about the violence that's plaguing the city. What do you think yeah. is the answer uh, to that epidemic You want me to tell you the answer to that epidemic Yes sir I do Our listeners need to yeah, yeah. I'm glad you asked <laughs> Ooh, You need some theme music Whenever he talks right Fathers Okay Ooh. All right. Here's the facts 
all everything rises and falls on leadership. leadership. Mm. So if I could get men to just stand up and take their rightful place, stop listening to the women and the sexist movement and all of this little city silly stuff. God designed us for a reason. Our shoulders are broad for a reason so we can take on the world. I promise you, if I can gather up enough of my brothers and sisters in Christ, but especially the brothers, to just bear arms, pick up your cross, follow me, I promise you I will turn this world around. Indeed. But it's got to start with fathers. Got to start with fathers. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. uh, Yo, this is... uh Man, I don't know what to say, bro. I'm motivated, though. You motivated? Motivated. Let's go do something big, man. Let's do it. Do it we big. We are doing something big. We here. Well, yeah. I tell you what. Just having this gentleman on, we just accomplished something that's larger than we don't even understand. So, John, I want to thank you for coming out, sharing your story. No uh, it was touching. It was motivating. It was uplifting. Um, watching this man stand in front of a group of people and say that I am, because of Christ able to withstand the loss of my child and stand up as a shining example of how you can keep moving on mm-hmm. and I'm, not, I'm kind of paraphrasing but man that was like a, it, was, it was a pivotal moment in my life and I remember so, you were there yeah um, I know that whatever we're shouldering whatever the problems are if we can father if we can be the leaders that he talks about it's, it's going to change so John God bless you God uh, bless the you. ancestors are smiling on you brother <laughs> It's smiling on you, brother. What is that word that you keep saying? Ashe, it means let it be. Let it be. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. I said, I said. I said. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Daddy Man Radio. We're all about fathers. Talking about the pivotal and defining moments of fatherhood today. We had John Epting, Chirac Zone, Chi-Town Zone. Now a financial provider. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. No problem. Thank you, man. Stay fly. 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 Stay fly.